It's called, it's literally called How I Met Your Mother, not How I Want to Bang Aunt Robin. Hey guys, you're here with Casey and Chloe, and you're listening to The Zoo Report. As you may know, we're here to discuss all things UMass, the good, the bad, and the ugly. If you have stories you want to share, message us on Insta at the zoo report underscore and Twitter at report underscore zoo, and we'll dish it out anonymously. Anonymously. All right, so let's get into some upcoming events. I know that we talk about it all the time on our Instagram and on the podcast, but I couldn't read this event and not put it into our beloved little podcast. So our first event is the fight to vote for the right vote. And this is taking place on October 19th. And the UMass School of Public Policy will have voting rights expert Gilda Daniels, shout out Gilda, for a discussion titled The Fight to Vote for the Right Vote. Now, Daniels was the former deputy chief of the voting section of the U.S. Department of Justice Civil Rights Division. Um, so snaps for her. It's pretty like a big title right there. And she's now a professor of law in Baltimore. So basically, she knows her stuff. So feel free to attend the meeting. It's from 11 a.m. to noon, and it is free. We'll link the registration info at the bottom of our episode description. Um, Basically, all these upcoming events we're talking about, all the registration links will be at the bottom of the episode. Chloe, take it away for number two. I feel like anyone named Gilda is just going to, like, for sure be a social activist in some way. Yeah. What is, isn't it? Isn't oh, Glinda is the good witch. But if you've seen Wicked, she's actually kind of not. Okay, go ahead, take it away. <laughs> Bodies at risk. Larissa Fast Horse and Eric Jarvis will be giving us a live virtual performance at 7 p.m. on October 19th. Uh, their performance will include Jarvis and Fast Horse's reflection on each other's practices through social justice lens, and they will also incorporate a public conversation for the audience regarding performance arts, race, and power. Definitely check this one out. Larissa Fast Horse is a groundbreaking Native American playwright, and Eric Jarvis is an African-American neuroscience. The performance is expected to be in high demand, obviously, so make sure you register. And again, it is free. We love free. It's my favorite word. All right, so both of those, we're starting off with a bang. Both of those sound very interesting. Um, so our third event is titled Investing in Change. And on October 20th, the Women of Color Leadership Network will be hosting a virtual panel titled Using Our Collective Economic Power for Racial Justice, and it's from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. And this actually looks very interesting. Um, Their description says that they'll be discussing what could happen if labor and buying power were reclaimed by BIPOC and how we would use our collective economic power to support BIPOC-owned businesses um, rather than fueling harmful corporations. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, BIPOC, B-I-P-O-C, stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, so definitely check this out. Um, again, the registration link below with the episode description, and it's free. Love and all I think this that stuff. Yeah, so free. But I think that that um, will give a really interesting perspective. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had more to that, but... Take it away for the fourth Our one. Our last and final upcoming event is the disappearance of snails of Hawaii. Take a quick detour from our three upcoming events. I loved with this one. This one is a virtual talk October 21st from 6 to 7.30. No cover I like how all the others are an hour, but the snails get an hour and a half. It's probably a rich background. <laughs> so Hawaii's once rich snail population is basically disappearing, and you can learn more 
um, by logging on, and it is hosted by the Associate Professor and Australian Research Council Future Fellow, Tom Van Doren. That's and it will be available <laughs> in Spanish as well with closed captioning. It's also free. Say it with me now. Free. Free. Okay, not on beat. So if you're into this sort of stuff, definitely check it out and let us know more about Hawaii's snow cream. If anybody actually does go to that, please DM us. I would love to learn about what's And let us called. know, yeah, what's going on with that because... Let's talk about how Hawaii's la- natural landscape is just... Immaculate. Just being destroyed by oh. white people again. Yes. Immaculate, but being destroyed. We were called <laughs> once immaculate. Right um, yeah, same with, I mean, the coral reef. That makes me sad whenever I think about it. White man. White man. Typical. Typical. All right, so today we were supposed to interview... Um, Another Dan, but because of COVID complications, he was unable to do the interview, um, which is fun. Everyone's healthy and fun. Um, but instead of doing an interview, we are going to go quickly over fun Halloween things to do around Amherst. I know that Western Mass is like New England in general is like a one for fall, like best place I feel like in America to be during fall time. Um and there's a lot of activities because it's so beautiful, but obviously for a second COVID. I was like, no Salem, <laughs> <laughs> that's New England. But um, Amherst I think is very beautiful in the fall. So here are some fun local things in the Hampshire County. Um, it's pronounced Hampshire <laughs> County. <laughs> All right. So first one, pumpkin picking slash a pumpkin carving night. So we have it on. Um, Good authority that McRae's Farm is the best spot to get some pumpkins. Um, so definitely check out McRae's Farm. And also, there's a lot of other little farms around with pumpkins. I know if for anyone that lives near Puffton, if you keep going straight, like, towards the light that would bring you to the townhouses, um, somewhere along there, there's the cutest little farm. They have a little shack and they've got like a bunch of pumpkins out there. I've been wanting to stop by every time I drive there. Um, so definitely check out some pumpkins and then CVS is now selling their pumpkin carving kits. I think the dollar store is too. So definitely go to the dollar store cause CVS is mucho dinero, but, um, basically I think that it would be really cool to go pumpkin picking with your friends, outdoor activity, and then you guys can come home, maybe make some pumpkin muffins, and then carve pumpkins, make a little a contest, you know, see who can carve the best pumpkin. I know that one of our roommates carved a pumpkin and made pumpkin muffins from scratch, and they were delicious. So there's a lot of options with the pumpkins out there. And pumpkins are good. It's very profound. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, next up for options is the Craze Haunted Hayride. Yes. If you're from the area, you're probably familiar with this. It isn't a pricely. It's roughly $30 a person, but locals say it's definitely worth it. And it's one of the haunted house type things that has adapted to COVID around this area. So if you're not a fan of being too scared, like I am, you'll They're appreciate not allowed to how they close, yeah. can't get too close, can't touch you, can't... How spooky can it be, really, if you're really just... Seeing people from six feet away in a socially distanced, socially important way. I do wonder, though, if they make the scary people wear some sort of, like, creepy masking so that they can get closer than six feet. Either way, I think they'll probably stay six feet yeah. just because Which, you know what that means, doing. though? Probably way more pop-out stuff. 
Definitely more pop-out stuff, yeah. Like but things falling. You get to ride whatever. in a little in a hay ride. Tray, yeah, wagon. I was gonna say tray. <laughs> a tray. Um, so yeah, no walking, which I'm also a fan of. Love that. Yeah. Um, I do love to be spooked. A good spook. <laughs> um, third spooky cookie night. Um, we got inspo from this. Um, because Kylie Jenner did this with her daughter Stormy. It's their new YouTube video. Um, so basically, I think you guys could just make some cookies, make some icing, do little like decorations on them. You could do little Frankenstein cookies or spider cookies. Um, you could just do whatever decorations you feel are spooky enough. Maybe a little ghost on there. Um, a little vampire. Um, we love the vampires. So, yeah, could be fun. Could be fun and delicious. I will say. Deliciosa. Even if you make them with a four-year-old, which is what she did. They still look good. All right. So next up is a Halloween movie marathon. So tune in to some of your favorites. Maybe like Halloween Town, Hocus Pocus, The Babysitter, Scream, Scary Movies, Scary Movies Parody, if you're not into too scary. Um, yeah. Anything that's really your favorite. Get in the festive mood. Watch it with the lights off with your friends and grab some popcorn and get get scared. Maybe grab your spooky cookies. And eat your spooky cookies or while your pumpkin you flavored or pastries. Your, yeah, you could set up. You can make like five whole days with these. Day one, you go pumpkin picking. You carve the pumpkins. You set them up. Then two, you go for the haunted hayride. Then the third night, you make the spooky cookies. And then the fourth night, you eat the spooky cookies on your Halloween movie marathon with the pumpkins out. And then fifth is a costume competition with your friends. And it was a bang. That's a whole week we just gave people planned with Halloween activities. For You're co- welcome. For costume competitions, maybe do Euphoria, Cheetah Girls. Um, you could do the uh, different kinds of alcohol with decorated with cowboy hats. I love that one. I really want to do that. Stranger Things characters, quarantine trends, Carol Baskin. Um, but anyways, just keep it safe. Keep it small. Keep it in your bubble of like social impact and stuff. Um, do don't... characters that you can do with the clothes you have. Like I think people love Euphoria characters so much because like it's just basically extra going out clothes like the most extra of the clothes that you own and whack makeup i don't know part of me likes the idea of getting new things because it's kind of some excitement to like order a new costume and order like a whole new like like a wig and the makeup and like everything you need to be like the character to its extreme i feel like go splurge have some fun make it a real competition bake some treats and like have a prize Okay, so moving on from that little topic that we did. Um, So, as we have said before, there are less and less relationship stories coming out. And we only talk to each other because COVID. So, we are introducing a new segment called Cloudiest Couples, parenthesis, on TV, parenthesis. So, basically... The on TV is whispered, so you have to say, Cloudiest Couples, on TV. Okay, Cloudiest Couples, on TV. So... Chloe and I have picked two competitions. So basically, we're going to pick it's a two. verse. It's a 1v1 verse. Yeah, so it would be this couple versus this couple who is better. And it can be from the same show or from two different shows. Um, and we, as our hot takes, didn't tell each other. So we're going to be hearing these fresh and basically whatever I give. We and Chloe have to argue what we think are. We love to argue. So... Okay, so here up for my first one, I have Ted and Robin versus Barney and Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Mine, I'm team Barney and Robin. I loved them together. 
I will say, I know this is going to like make the hot take too easy, but I agree with that. And I think that Ted and the wife that he Ted actually married are meant for each other. Yeah. And Barney and Robin's personalities click a lot better. And I think that Ted and Robin have a lot of respect and love for one another. But like Barney's final plan was Robin. Yeah. Like he did all of and his they plans didn't want to get to Robin. And they didn't want, they wanted to travel the world and have careers and like, I think their Ted would have, the it's not that I don't like Ted. Do I think he's vanilla? Yes. When you're up against Barney and Marshall, it's very easy to be a vanilla person. I love they have, Yeah, they have such extraordinary personalities. I didn't even put Lily and Marshall because in there because they're you so know elite. they'd win. Yeah. But yeah, basically I just feel like Barney let Robin grow to her full potential and Ted was always holding her back a little bit because he, like... And you know what is also annoying is, like, it's a it's called... It's literally called How I Met Your Mother, not How I Want to Bang on Robin. Like... And I think that if Ted and Robin had ended up together before, like, they did, Ted would have eventually resented her for, like, not having kids and, like, changing his life dreams and aspirations to fit hers. Like, you, you could think you want that at the time, but I think he would have secretly resented her. So the way it worked out was probably good... I will always hate the creators for killing off the mom. I think that was a terrible idea. I think it was lazy. It is what it is, I suppose. Okay. I'm glad that we agreed on that one. Okay. My next one is hard, but expected from me. Damon and Elena from The Vampire Diaries versus Styles and Lydia from Teen Wolf. Now... For those of you that haven't watched Teen Wolf, <laughs> because I feel like not as many people as I like to assume, Styles is Dylan O'Brien and Lydia is Holland Roden, and they are chef's kiss. Basically, how their relationship works is Lydia is super popular, and Styles is the only one that sees truly how smart she is. Styles pines over Lydia until they finally end up together. Um, Styles does date another girl, Malia, before he ends up with Lydia, and Lydia dates many men, but at the end, they end up together, and... Obviously, everybody knows Damon and Elena. So who are you thinking? I love Styles. I think Lydia is a bad B. But I have to go with Damon and Elena because I think Styles is, like, that kid you love so much. And, like, it's more realistic to, like, probably meet someone like him. And, like, if you did, you'd be so lucky. But Damon is just the person that deep down everyone wants and Elena yeah. as a character can be difficult to swallow, but like he's them kinda, together. He's like, well, I'll only change for you, and I'll only change. And think about Elena when she was with Stefan. Ugh. Like, Elena when she's with Damon, she's a bad un- B. She's unfulfilled with Stefan, and she knows it deep down. And like when like she, she said, she feels like a Damon project. Finally, Stephen. like get past their differences and get past the guilt of like being in a relationship after like her brother and her in a relationship. Damon's brother and her relationship. <laughs> that Jeremy. Jeremy. Um, I just think that like once they get past all that guilt, the relationship is just like one for the books. And like it's re- like it I think Lydia and Styles would win in a lot of cases, but it's really hard to beat Damon and Elena from Vampire Diaries. So I have a hard time because I watched Teen Wolf before the Vampire Diaries. So for me, Styles and Lydia was always my favorite couple. I did like Styles and Malia a lot, but Styles and Lydia, I was like, heck yeah. Um, Damon and Elena, I know what you're saying. They're so iconic, but I don't know. Oh, I know I was supposed to have an answer for this, but I don't know. I think that they're 
I hated that you laugh. Know, I apologize for that. You know what I'll say, though? I'll give Damon and Elena the win only because Styles and Lydia, is they truly get together like the last season of Teen Wolf. And Damon and Elena are literally the backbone of Vampire Diaries. Whereas Teen Wolf, it was more Scott and Allison were the backbone. Um, And then like Scott and Kira, it was like less emphasized on Styles, I feel. So... I'll he give is Damon. the comedic relief thing. I know because that show takes itself what, a little too uh, seriously. Side note to this: people have seen both. Chloe and I were discussing this today. You know, on these supernatural shows, there's always one human, and Matt Donovan is the human in Vampire Diaries. Styles Stalinsky is the human in Teen Wolf, and think about how elite Styles is as a human. An elite character makes the show. If there was no Styles, I don't think I would watch that show. Matt Donovan, if there was no Matt Donovan, I would totally still watch Vampire Diaries. It wouldn't make a difference. But that is more like reminiscent of the fact that Styles is actually more like Damon because he's the comedic relief for the yeah, true. show. He's Matt is just like, uh, I'm going to stay human. And Styles is like, I'm so weak, I brought a bat. <laughs> <laughs> Always come prepared. Okay. My next one is Jess and Nick from New Girl versus Cece and Schmidt from New Girl. <sighs> Real tough one. I think I have to go with Cece and Schmidt. I think you're going to disagree with me. Explain reasoning. Okay, so my reasoning for this is, number one, very similar to the Styles and Lydia. I know Jess and Nick do date in, like, was it the second or the third season? Yeah, second season. But they break up so fast, and then never, they don't end up again until, like, the last season. And I honestly, like... For me, they ruin Jess after she comes back from her, like, voting thing. And oh, I know in real life, Zoe Deschanel was having a baby, but it's just, like... Her character is way overemphasized. It's, it's, like, you know that they should be together the whole time. And so I think that's the appeal of Nick and Jess because even when they're dating other people, you know that they should be together. But the actual content you get of them as a couple isn't satisfying. Isn't as satisfying as I wanted it to be. Whereas when Cece and Schmidt finally end up together after Schmidt, like, pining over her for so long, it's, like, so satisfying. It's, like, yes. Like, Schmidt got the girl. Like, and, like, I love their banter. Not that I don't love Nick and Jess's, but, like, Nick and Jess are, like, so lovable as a couple because they're both just, like, such adorable people where you're, like, oh, my God. Like, you guys are both ridiculous in such different ways. Like, Whereas Cece and Schmidt, I feel like, have such different personalities that it makes it so fun to watch. Because, like, Schmidt just, like, is, like, lives to be, like, Cece is the hottest piece of A in the whole world. And Cece just lets Schmidt be an absolute psycho. And I love it. I actually agree. And I will choose Schmidt and Cece because I feel like their love story is more realistic in the fact that they... Started off as, like, kind of, like, a friends with benefit kind of thing. She kind of always said he was irritating, but then, like, slowly realized she was falling for him. So they get together. Is that not how it goes with boys like Schmidt? Yeah, they get together. Schmidt gets scared of how much he cares for her, breaks up with her, realizes he's made a mistake, but it's too late. The rest of the seasons are him just, like, hopelessly trying to win her back. And the slow burn of their relationship and, like, the slow, like, re-falling in love, re-caring for one another is just, like something you could see in real life that's just like a fairy tale ending well i love nick and jess and i think so many people love nick especially but they're a lot of their relationship i feel like their passion is like arguing and like like even when they get engaged spoiler alert um in the last season they it only happens because every single thing goes wrong they basically like 
end up screaming at each other fighting in front of everybody and then he's like i just want to marry you and like it's satisfying in some way but it's much better watching schmidt and Cece because schmidt's devotion to her is just unparalleled yeah schmidt never gives up and nick is like a big giver upper i feel even though you know he's just doing it because he's afraid i still i have issues with that okay so my next one is interesting because these are real people um and they're not characters so from Love Island, season six, Paige and Finn versus Luke and Shanice. Luke and Shanice. They're a love. Yes. Uh, it's just, I think Paige and Finn are great for each other, but there's I agree that they should something about. Spoiler one. Shanice. No, I get it because Paige and Finn lasted yeah. longer and they were together for longer. So I And they of, won all the challenges. And they won all the challenges. They were so compatible off the bat. Like besides her thinking she was too young like he was too young, which I don't like. Yeah, I thought she was like twenty five and he was twenty. Turns out she's only twenty three. She's like, eight, that's not that eighteen weird. months older. It's really not that big of a deal. She, but Luke and Shanice. They just hit different. But I don't I don't disagree that Paige and Finn should have won because they were there from the beginning. And but Paige but Finn what's her name? Um Shanice had such a hard time finding somebody like the whole time she was and just being like, go, crazy, let down, like go. You just see Luke be like, yeah, she's crazy, but I love her. Too crazy, but I love her. In the way he asked her to be his girlfriend. <laughs> that was so sweet. He created a fairy tale scavenger hunt based off Disney characters that she loved and got everyone involved. Okay, so Finn now. Off a text paragraph to her. Out of all the couples we've discussed, Damon and Elena. So all, let's take all the winning couples. So out of Damon and Elena. Luke and Shanice, um, Barney and Robin, and Schmidt and Cece, who is the cloudiest couple. We got to rank them now. Okay, one, Damon and Elena. Two, Luke and Shanice. Three, Cece and Schmidt. Four, Barney and Robin. That's I completely agree. Oh, really? That okay. is my exact. Very easy. Yeah, wow. We were we really hit it on the nose. It's like house hunters when they're like, <laughs> no, yeah, we both know exactly what one. And it's on just three. One. <laughs> house number two. I'm like, that must be staged, but that's a different topic we'll get into on another episode. My vendetta against house hunters. <laughs> I have a vendetta against house hunters, too. Okay, so I really liked that segment. That was fun. So we are going to bring it back a little bit. With our old favorite segment, um, Dog House, Woof Woof. Um, and we have some new twists on quarantine relationships. So we only have one story because... It's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. We only have one story right now. Basically, I think how we're going to do this is whenever we can do the Dog House, we will do it. Probably like one, two max an episode if we can. Yeah. Gone are the days where we had like freaking four to five horrifying relationship stories. Um... So, our story today, pseudonyms as always out of respect, is about Ranger Rick and lady friend Lisa Von Trapp. So, these are original names. Normally, we base them off of a TV show, original. I just like you to know that Lisa Von Trapp is from um, The Sound of Music. So, she is actually a character. And Ranger Rick is based off a cartoon or something, I think. So, they're not as original as... I, you had me believing you made up both of those names straight out of your imagination. Mm, nope. They are <laughs> characters in films and Okay, well, basically Ranger Rick has been talking to lady friend Lisa for a few months now. Actually, like seven months. They've been keeping it casual, you know, no strings attached or anything like that. But the 
they're doing long distance and it's just like two hours so two hours yeah. not crazy but not ideal not ideal especially in like a quarantine COVID situation um and it doesn't really want anything more than like a casual sexy acquaintance because of the distance and everything if they were in the same town area it'd be different but lady friend lisa feels very differently so she takes it upon herself to ask that they be dun 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 exclusive exclusive the dreaded and favorite word of every relationship depending on what page you're on which it's rarely the same page unless you're luke and shanice ranger rick ranger rick like the idiot most men are agrees despite not wanting to just say no ranger rick just say no. Just say no. It's fine. She'll get over it more than she'll get over what's about to happen. So two weeks go by. Ranger Rick decides, you know what? I'm leading lady friend Lisa on and I need to quote unquote break up with her. He needs to cut that exclusivity off. So what does Ranger Rick do? He takes his lady friend to her favorite restaurant. And her favorite restaurant is... Chili's. Chili's. And so at Chili's, Lady Lisa's favorite restaurant, he does the dumping. After kissing her hello approximately 45 minutes prior upon arrival. And I believe kissing goodbye. Yeah. You're Ooh. right. Kissing goodbye after a breakup. A lot of mixed feelings right there. What are our thoughts on that? So here's the debate that we have. Did he do the right thing by softening the blow because she's eating chilies? Or did he ruin chilies for her? I personally am more caught up on chilies being the favorite restaurant because I just think there are better ones out there that we should look into. I I think, Lady Lisa, if you're listening, you need to look into better restaurants. Have you tried Applebee's? (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried Texas Roadhouse? (laughs) Um, Longhorn Steakhouse, perhaps? TGI Fridays. I think that... A Bertucci's, perhaps. <laughs> Bertucci slaps. <laughs> How dare you? So, yeah, the whole Chili's being her favorite restaurant is weird to me. But, I don't know. I feel like... Think about this. Like, <laughs> part of me is like, why did you do that? You ruined Chili's for her? But at least it wasn't some, like, hometown meal that you can only get at that hometown place like if they ruined maybe this, only like, that family chili yeah is ruined. yeah and so that's like okay i don't like going to the amherst chilies anymore but there's a million chilies you're telling me that six months from now you're gonna be scarred like going to uh boston chilies no you're not gonna care it's just the amherst chilies that's gonna freak you out a little bit but and with the distance you're probably not gonna be in amherst i know chilies that right much. But if it had been, like, a familial small-town restaurant that, like, you could only get your favorite chicken ziti broccoli alfredo there. (laughs) Seems very specific. (laughs) Then, yeah, that might be ruined for you. I do think, though, uh, a rule that men should follow is don't do dumping at at the girl's favorite restaurant. I just do think that that is, like, you're not softening the blow. I'm more caught up on being dumped at a restaurant because... Then afterwards, it's like, can we get a check? Can we get yeah. a check? Like, you're like, now? Like, now. when do you do it? Like, do you do Did it? Did you in drive the together? Do you have to drive home now in the same car after being broken up with? Like, I don't understand. What do we do? Like, I don't want to sit there eating my fried pickles from Chili's and be like. Or did you do it on the car ride and you just like. Afterwards, 
treat I don't know what I would do. I think I would be like, I will get a taxi home. Thanks. <laughs> I'll start walking down 1A. Thank Especially you. like two weeks after you're like, do you want to be exclusive? And he's like, yeah. And then like two weeks it lasts. And then he's like, oh, just kidding. I don't want to be exclusive. It wasn't you. It was Chili's. Yeah. It was the fact that Chili's is your favorite restaurant. <laughs> I just feel like, you know. Try a small town Italian bistro with really good chicken ball broccoli burrito and then <laughs> tell me it's your favorite restaurant. I agree. No specific restaurants in mind there. Don't look into it. Exclusivity in the age of COVID is a really hard thing to manage okay, but, for relationships. Okay, quick little hot takes here. Oh, add some more. I don't think exclusivity is hard to manage during COVID at all. Oh, actually, that's you literally can't see anybody else. There's no parties. There's no bars. Your like sexual stimulation is so low that I think this is the perfect time for men to get over their commitment fears and be exclusive with girls. Because as long as you two are in your same bubble of people you're seeing, it should be freaking easy to be exclusive. She's if you, really good at that. If you can't be maintain exclusivity and be loyal during quarantine you're never gonna be loyal yeah i actually agree with that because the minute i said it i was like you know what that's not true yeah because you're not seeing that many people anyways so what's like not going to parties and seeing a bunch of new people there's nothing like teasing you yeah if there was and if there was you should still be loyal but just don't don't give in it's not that hard it's I've really not. not given in a million in one time. It's I'm just really so not. hot. People come up to me <laughs> all the time. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well. She passed away. <laughs> oh. So thank you guys for listening once again. We're unsure why you do, but we appreciate the fact that you keep doing it. Um, just exercising our rights to be therapists to people's lives on a daily basis. Free advertisement for Chili's. I'm not sure. I I'm think gonna it's have the to opposite. Talk to We're like Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely check out the cool Halloween things to do around Amherst, though, and our upcoming events. There's a lot of good. Um, upcoming events that are going to be very educational, especially in the realm of social justice, which is more important now than ever. So please check those out. Also, hashtag vote. Um, and Damon and Elena for the um, win on this week's relationship, um, Claudia's Couples on TV. And so, one of my new favorite segments, and I will have some hot takes for next time as well. Good, good. All right. Well, good, good, good. See you later. Have a good quarantine. Um, COVID time and you know fight for that get tested twice a week and mask up chloe has a new article on the amherst wire about putting your mask on um i also have one about american murder story the family next door same vibe basically yeah wear your mask or you were part of the american murder story and with that we will be (laughs) signing off ciao